Welcome to Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, In Sung Kim. Sponsored by Hope in Mission, LLC. To connect with the show, go to insungkim.org. That's I-N-S-E-O-N-G-K-I-M dot O-R-G. Or listen to InSung on oneplace.com. And now it's time for Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, In Sung Kim. Hello, this is In Sung Kim from Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow. And we've been celebrating Jesus at Christmas time in Emmanuel, which means God is with us during this Christmas season. And what a good news. And Jesus, as God and human, dwelled among us. What a good news. And the power of God manifests this significant concept in humans. And we must meditate on this good news even after the Christmas season. And without this image of Jesus, we would not have seen God. And so we question because we have a lot of tech on Christianity. And we ask question, what is Christianity? What are they looking for? What people are looking for from Christianity is when we see human transformed by God's power and becoming a God-like human, manifested by the divine love. That's what we're looking for from people, this love of God. And we see, then we see authentic Christianity. This transformation can happen only through the power of God. And I'm seeking uh, every day for this God's grace and pour upon me. And because nothing comes out of me is good. And we all know that as we get older and older, we realize uh, the world is harsh and we are all sinners. And we all seek this divine love, the grace of God, and change us every single day, every single moment, and give us power to overcome the evil. As we celebrate our Christmas in 21st century, the Bible comes more alive when we watch the technological integration attempt on humanity. We hear, read a lot of news, and it's not even the five years ago, it was very hidden. Only few people know about it. Now it's all open, and a lot of people can understand what is ahead of us. Most of us are aware of the technological advancement and approach of avatars. You, there's a movie out there too, but it's just become more and more real. The unification of the avatars and human is imminent as we approach this new era of humanity. The consequence of the attempt of change of human is that love will grow cold. And that's, it's not just like a human being, just their love grow cold. This technology is to make us more machine-like human. And Jesus predicted that. And Matthew twenty four twelve, 
To fourteen is said, and because the lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. And but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. And this was in the book of Matthew, chapter twenty-four, verse twenty. Twelve to fourteen. This scripture make makes more sense as we approach the transhuman era. It, this is a new term, and it will be more familiar as time goes. And at the same time, as Bible predicted, and I saw beautiful. It's a, it's like heavenly praising uh, songs. In Jerusalem, the people, multitude, of people will gather together and sing, and together in praising Yeshua, Jesus, in Jerusalem. That was unheard of, and it just gave me a chill that its prophecy is fulfilling in front of our eyes, protecting. The precious trait of God, this God's love, a have, is the most important for twenty-first century Christians, because our heart gets hardened as technology is surround us, and protecting this love of God as a human is critical. How do Christian leaders think the end time is near, and can we stop or regulate? With a law that changes that can be harmful to human humanity to save a human, is it possible to stop? I'm not sure. Um, inference, the definition of inference is a conclusion that comes the fact and evidence around us, and we can infer the future world from our surroundings and the progress of the AI and avatar. And what is avatar? That there is a deeper uh, study can be done, but just dictionary, the simple dictionary, Merriam-Webster dictionary said, avatar derives from the Sanskrit, uh, Sanskrit word meaning descend. And when it first appeared in English in the late 18th century, it referred to the descent of the deity to the earth. And typically, incarnation in earthly form of Vishnu and other another Hindu deity, and that's the original uh, the word came from. And it later came to refer to any incarnation in human form, and then to any embodiment such as that of the concept and or philosophy, and whether or not in the form of person. In the age of technology, avatar has developed another sense. It can now be used for the image that a person chooses as his or her embodiment in an electronic medium. So, I mean, we're so fascinated about this human being looks like a human, animated, and then giving us all the information with the highly intellectual. Um, 
information and we get fascinated by it. But if you really think of it, is the Google has all the information, and we just only put it in the human form and just kind of animating. But we are getting fascinated about this, and because uh, it just uh, not average people can comprehend and uh, contain this all the informations, and so yeah, it is very fascinating. But we have to really understand. Um, what it is as Asian, we're very familiar with the medium. We grew up with the mediums everywhere in the cities and countryside, and so there. I mean, we see it in America, but not as much as in Asia. So there is a similar uh, similar practice when we ask Suri to answer most of our questions. Uh, the focus is not using Suri to obtain information. It's not just getting an information, but it's furthermore. Increasingly, we will experience AI, as that seems more omniscient and omnipresent through the advancement of the technology through the internet, and that is a problem. The BMI, this advancement, can. Uh, be an issue later on because information is there, but human should be able to comprehend. Even though we read a lot of Wikipedia, if we don't comprehend, it doesn't become ours. So, how do we integrate with the information with the comprehension? That's just something that we have to think about. Because right now we're really dumbing down our children and not educating them. Because uh, naturally, with the phone in their hands, information. And every knowledge is on their hand, and they don't feel like they don't have to memorize. They don't have to obtain it and put it in their brain. But how do we teach them to comprehend? And when we study the religion, so in all of that is mediums, avatar, all of that is happening, and we have to learn to where it's coming from, what's the root, and what's the source. And as a Christian, we have to study and understand. And especially in Christmas time, and how do we understand that Jesus, God and human, incarnated and dwelled among us? Yet there's another form of approaches happening in our time. When we study religion, we can see two different approaches that human behavior. When we practice religion, one is that acknowledging the existence of God. And being submissive to his authority, and his love with the will. The second is human empty themselves, become a god. So there's a lot of meditation going on. Empty yourself, just blank, and then whatever is happening is、um, there's desire to be god. That's another teaching which human will completely be controlled by being. And it's Bible described as a Satan. So, as a Christian, we have to be aware of our surrounding of teachings and should not compromise of this other religions. And Ecclesiastes chapter one said, "There is nothing new under the sun. And what has happened, what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun." As we observed here about the genome project and advancing rapidly, and we can think about the word 
seed, S-E-E-D. And this word seed is a very important word in the Bible. It is written in the Genesis, book of Genesis, and in chapter 3. And from that, all the way to the end in Revelation, this concept of seed as the genome project or gene changes happening in our time rapidly, and we should be able to understand what is really happening. So um, the book, uh, the title is 2084. 2084. I don't know it will go that far. Personally, I think it feels like it might be sooner. But by John Lennox, he wrote about this difference between uh, of the God um, transformed human by the love of God versus transhumanism, that this AI. So he wrote it this way, triumph of a human predicted in those far off days at the time of the initial human rebellion, God promised a way of salvation from the destructive effect of what rebellion and the alienation between humans and God that is brought with it. To the serpent that has tempted the first human, God said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. And he shall bruise your head and you, you shall bruise his heel. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, this offspring is another word, seed. And we can think of it as uh, the seed. And this, and then he goes and said, this is not merely saying that God would eventually triumph. It is saying that humanity would eventually triumph. This is the start of the what? might well be called the seed project. Seed being another term of the offspring. God would eventually bring into the world a particular human, Jesus Christ, who would uh, simultaneously be the seed of woman, true human, and the son of God, true God. He is the true homo duus, not an uh, amalgam of human biological life and technology, another human creation, not a man who had been deified like a Roman emperor, but something in a different category altogether, deity embodied in man, the God-man, Jesus Christ. He is the one who shall ultimately triumph. So this is a very important uh, teaching that we have to understand in our time as the uh, other religion comes through the technology that most of us will not recognize. And uh, we're denying the words of God in, in time because if we deny the words of God, we will accept this AI and more and more the, uh, this technology uh, will be more popular uh, in our time. And our young generation is already taken over 
by this technology and verses that while we were growing up with the bombarded with a Sunday school Bible study, that words of God was planted seed, was planted in a heart. And so um, how do we combat in our time? The, fa- the book, uh, Father, A Father Offers His Son, the true greater sacrifice revealed through the a- Abraham and Isaac. It talks about the seed as well. And this book is written by Scott Lafayette. And he said, Genesis chapter 15, verse 6 says, Abraham believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Paul identified Jesus as the seed in the Galatians chapter three sixteen. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say and to and to seeds of many, but as of one and to your seed who is Christ. Although God promised Abraham countless descendants, he spoke of the one specific seed who is Christ. And all the descendants of Abraham, Moses, David, Solomon, Isaiah, or any others pale in comparison to Jesus because only through him all the nation, the earth will be blessed. Abraham spent years looking for in the faith to the birth of his son Isaac, but Jesus is the only son he could look forward to in faith for salvation. And that is our good news. As we live longer and longer on this earth, and as we see what's going on all around us, the world are changing very rapidly. Not in just America, it's everywhere. Probably other countries are rapidly changing faster than we are. Because most of the Christian lives in America were kind of slow to change. And other countries more accepting these changes more rapidly. As we understand that um, Saudi is accepting, planning to upset, accepting Huawei, Huawei technology soon. So... Uh, We'll see how this world is unfold, but as long as Christian lives, we should be able to encourage more each other of this good news that Jesus will be with us to the end of time. And God gives us peace, that unshakable peace, and a joy that comes from eternal life that God has given us and instilled instilled. In, in us, and no matter what we go through, we know that God's promise is never be broken. So that's the power of the words of God, and seeded inside of us, and grows in us. And this is a very important encouragement to share each other. We have amazing tool that it being used in a very negative way, but we can use. I see that a lot of good thing going on in social media as well too. That a lot of Christians posting very encouraging words to each other, 
and uh, lifting up together, and a lot of praising songs there that we can be encouraged. So technology is advancing, and uh, evil is flourishing. Yet God uses everything for good, and God uses this technology to share the words of God. It goes out everywhere, all over the world, to change lives. And uh, lately, I get a lot of invitation from all over the world on my Facebook, uh, from Africa, Pakistan, all the countries, especially Pakistan, the Christianity is flourishing right there. And uh, in Israel, uh, it's incredible that people are so close to God, waiting for Messiah, and they're singing and praising for him to come soon. And we're living very exciting time. There's two extremes. The one is the world is going fast to the evil, not even hiding anymore, just expose, exposing the evil in our, our time. At the same time, there's a amazing power of God is working mightily all over the world. So... We just have to jump in the boat, the Noah's Ark, and uh, in an exciting time is coming. So Christianity teaches us we are the children of God with a God's divine character and attribute. And numerous religions teach that human becomes God's. And the book of Job clearly explains about uh, the God and human. God met Job after the, his suffering and clarified who God is and who Job is. And ultimately, God is good in every situation. And with with his omniscience, there is always goodness in human affairs that we might not be able to see everything on this side of heaven as a human so there's a lot of suffering. There is a lot of injustice, a lot of things that um, that evil, seems like evil is flourishing, but God is in this, and God is in charge, God is in control, and we will see the end of what had been happened, and we will see all things in the other side of heaven. And so we, um, what we see is not everything there is. And always leave the room for God. And, and God will answer us when we get to the heaven. And meantime, we just enjoy that God has given us of the spirit, of the fruit, of the spirit that God has given us, the joy. That is coming only we know that we're forgiven and we go to heaven and we'll meet Jesus. That's the only heavenly joy that surpasses of the, all the hardship in this world. And that's why the proverb, uh, chapter 1 and verse says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And in this scripture is telling us that knowing who God is and who we are, and we humble ourselves in accepting this 
grace that God has given us. And just living as a child of God is a blessing. And a book of Job and 40 and said, um, Shall the one who contented with Almighty correct him, he who rebuke God, uh, let him answer it. And so a new year is coming, and I hope this new year brighten our heart and give us more hope and experience the presence of God. Thank you for listening yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and we'll be back next week. <music>